You're listening to Music Road's DIY Musician Podcast, episode number 16, your road to navigating the music industry as a DIY musician. The purpose of this podcast is to provide bite-sized, actionable marketing strategies so you can create music, grow your fan base, and pay the bills. My name is Krizel, and I'm a music marketing strategist for independent musicians. After getting my MBA in music business, I decided to start Music Road as a passion project to help equip DIY musicians turn their daydreams into reality. In today's episode, I'll be going over at least four things your website needs in order to work for you as a musician. Now, there's no one size fits all in terms of deciding whether or not a website is a must have for every DIY musician. Most musicians have a website, but there are musicians that exist without them and function just fine. Some musicians may just have a domain purchased, which is just a .com of some kind that forwards to another page like their Bandcamp, so it's it's easier to find that page and remember that page. Deciding whether or not a website is for you is dependent on your overall goals as a musician and where you are at right now in your career. Now, before I go into what you need for your website, I'll talk about its general function. This will serve as a mini guide for you as you decide whether or not you need a website at whatever stage you're in in your career. In e-commerce, websites function as a store that's open 24-7. This means that different elements of their website should somehow represent a salesperson, shells with the products, the walk-in experience, and overall brand. For a musician, a website could be like your own virtual store. You have your own goals and your own marketing scheme, so your job is to decide what kind of function your website will have in your overall marketing plan and goals. Part of deciding involves whether or not you'd like to be a virtual storefront, a static meet and greet, or a tasting menu for your live music or live experience, or it could be another representation of your brand. Your website could be a mixture of these things too, and most websites are, but usually websites have at least one of these things prominently highlighted. At the time of this recording in early 2008, Taylor Swift's website has her new album highlighted with reviews, tour dates, and new singles. When you enter Keaton Henson's website, it communicates his brand and style with cryptic links like procrastinate, intrude, and gather. Chance the Rapper has only three links on his with home, tour, and shop as the only links, and his main page has merchandise with streaming links embedded right below for immediate listen. None of these choices are wrong, but what is happening with these choices is a deliberate strategic choice as it relates to their goals. Taylor Swift is promoting her new album and tour. Keaton Henson is communicating a brand. Chance the Rapper's website is functioning almost as a musician storefront with merchandise and tours with highlighted elements and then streaming music as a sort of a free tasting menu. What about you? Is your website a place that synchronizes everything like merchandise, songs on tap, a biography, video, or maybe even a fan forum? Or will it have only some of these elements? Most people are tempted to dive into all these things, but if you go on your own artist investigation, you'll notice that not every website has these elements, while some have all of them. So ask yourself, what is the most important element? If something is added, Will that take away or add to the larger goal I'm trying to achieve? If you don't have a website, you might want to ask yourself, can these functions be replaced with other means so I don't have to spend time or money building this? What added value does a website deliver that my other platforms can't? How does a website add value to what I already have? Does time or money towards my website take away time 
from something else that might be more valuable marketing-wise. As a musician with limited time and limited budget, there are questions you should be asking yourself as you consider adding a website to your plate. As you grow your following, generate more income and delegation power, which means you're able to afford someone else to do certain tasks that you don't need to, you'll definitely need a website. In short, it's a place to collect fan traffic. You can have a place to collect your press releases and social content. It's an online store that's open 24 seven. It showcases your work, informs people about you, and gives credibility to your growing brand. As you generate income and your career grows, you're essentially a business and almost all businesses need websites if they want to expand their reach nationally or internationally. Now, let's say you've decided to build a website or you already have a website. Here are four things your website needs in order to work for you as a musician. None of these tools are affiliates or sponsors. These are genuine recommendations from what I know and have researched. So number one, you'll need a tool that gathers emails. I have a blog post on email marketing. If you haven't checked it out, make sure to visit musicroad.co slash email after this podcast. In short, email marketing is a way to immediately connect with your fans. Social is one way, but email is like social's DM or direct message, but on a next level. It allows you to share the ongoings of your music, new merchandise, contests, live Q&As, tours, and more. And when you get a fan's email, it's their way of saying, yes, please message me directly about your music. And this is super valuable because they're identifying themselves as someone that's more than a follower, but a fan or even super fan. So have a tool installed on your website that gathers all those loving fans that wanna hear from you so you can connect with them directly. If you don't have a website, Bandzoogle is a website builder made specifically for bands, and they do have an option to collect emails and even send emails from the platform. If you already have a website, you can start off with MailChimp, which is free as long as you have 2,000 subscribers or less. Number two, have a Facebook page account. A regular friend account won't do because the max amount of friends you can have is 5,000. Plus, you won't be able to advertise your posts. With a Facebook page, you can have as many people like and follow it. The most important part of having a Facebook page for your website is the ability to track visitors on your website by using a piece of code called a pixel. A Facebook pixel is a piece of code that you use to place in the back end of your website or a specific page to track traffic. For example, let's say you wanna track activity on your music page. The next time you advertise on your Facebook page, you target those visitors that visited your music page to let them know that your album has launched. This way, you're paying for audiences that have already warmed up to you that are likely to be interested in your album versus paying for cold audiences that know nothing about you. This is just one example of using the pixel and making it work for you and your website. Number three, you'll need a tool to be able to sell your products. Bandcamp, Squarespace, Banzoogle, WordPress are some common places musicians build their websites. These platforms have the option to build an e-commerce side to the website, which is usually an extra fee for the service, but these services are necessary if you wanna sell any kind of merchandise. The cost to these services vary. Some are monthly, while some take a percentage of your sales. You'll need to do some investigation here to decide what may work for you. I did some investigation for you, and I've put that together for you in the free podcast worksheet for today's episode. I'll have more information by the end of this podcast. 
Number four, if you can't afford a graphic designer or don't know how to use any Creative Cloud programs, you'll need something like Canva.com. I have a background in graphic design. In fact, I have extensive experience as a multidisciplinary creative using video, photo, Photoshop, Illustrator, and website building. But even then, I still use programs like Canva because it's super quick, easy, and the designs are actually pretty good for what I need them for. And the point is, is that it gets the job done and it's all about progress over perfection. And what's most convenient is that you can select social media sizes like a Facebook or Twitter banner or a Facebook profile photo size. This is important because you want the best optimized size for the best quality. You can design something in minutes and then download your work from there. In fact, all the worksheet buttons that you'll see in my blog, I made in Canva. I made it on Canva because it's again, quick, easy, and it's professional looking. For your own website, you can use it for blog images with titles, email headers, a quick logo, buttons, posters, images for your Facebook ads, and more. Now, I know I said four, but here's a bonus tool if you're feeling extra ambitious and have the capacity to tackle more tech. If you're up for the challenge, I highly recommend Google Analytics. In Google Analytics, the two important pieces for you to learn are the audience and acquisition tabs. The audience shows how many people are visiting, how long they're visiting, and what pages they're visiting. And as you're defining your niche and understanding your fan culture, you can review your website audience's demographics like location, age, gender, and even their related interests. The acquisition tab lets you know where your visitors are coming from, what they're searching for, and how you're ranking for certain keywords. This barely just raises the capacity of these two functions and even Google Analytics. But the nice thing about Google Analytics is that there are comprehensive videos within the tool that you can watch to better navigate and understand it. Using this tool will help you better understand your audience and where they're coming from, which will help you create effective strategies to to continue reaching them and more. Now, where do you go from here? I have a free worksheet guide to help you decide whether or not a website is right for you right now. If you do have a website, there's also space for you to process to continue enhancing your website to make it better serve you. In this episode, I mentioned a lot of services specifically for selling merchandise and gathering email. I share options of what you can use with pros and cons to each of them so you don't have to do the research. I highly recommend you check out this worksheet freebie because it's a good one. So to download it, go to musicroad.co slash 16. As always, thank you so much for listening in and make sure to subscribe to the channel and leave a review. Your support for this channel helps me to continue sharing these valuable resources with other independent musicians like yourself. Again, thank you and I'll chat with you next time.